Breeze. Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. I don't think it's a truck at all. I think we just found a transformer. This is Optimus Primer Button, leader of the auto part junkies. And I'm calling on all auto parts junkies to listen to nostalgic radio and cars every Tuesday at 7 p.m. here on Tan Talk. This is Optimus Primer Button. If you don't tune in, it will be the end of the world. Hey, this is Ted Nugent. Hi, this is Jay Leno. Hi, everybody. This is David Hobbs. Hi, this is Bob Parshall. Hi, I'm Barry McGuire. Hey, this is Danny the Count Coker. Hey, this is comedian, author, and most importantly, vintage race car driver, Adam Carolla. Hi, this is Shirley Cha-Cha Muldowney. Hi, this is Robert Yates. Hey, this is Lou Santiago. I'm John Forrest. Hey, this is Jack Roush. Hello, Florida. I'm Ken Squire. Hi, this is Etzel Ford. Hi, I'm Corky Coker. Hey, this is Dennis Gage. Hi, this is Sam Amolo. Hi, this is Janet. Guthrie. Hi, I'm Bruce Cohn. Hi, I'm Bob Lutz. Hi, this is Dave McClellan. Hey, this is Tammy Edelbrock. Hi, this is Norm Gravowski. Hey, I'm Dave Despain. Hey, this is Wayne Carini. This is Bill Warner. Hey, I'm Steve Bignanti. This is Kevin Bird. This is Arlen Ness. This is Ed Justice Jr. Hi, I'm Casey Jones. Hi, I'm Paul Kelly. I'm Richard Hutchins. Hi, this is Danny Sullivan. Hi, I'm Bob Bondron. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Strange. This is Daryl Starbird. Hi, this is Fort Hickok. Hi, this is Ed Skandarian here. This is Robin Miller. Hey, Sports fans, this is Peter Brock here. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. What are you doing over here by Zavaya? Well, like I told Max here, I was trying to get my gun. What were you doing, Zavaya? Well, like I told Max, I was trying to cut my way through your wire because I want to get out. You speak German? Jawohl, Herr Oberst. Why are cutters? Jawohl, Herr Oberst. I have had the pleasure of knowing quite a number of British officers in this war. And I flatter myself that we understand one another. You are the first American officer I've met. Hills, isn't it? Captain Hills, actually. 17 escape attempts. 18, sir. Tunnelman, engineer. Flyer. I suppose what's called in the American Army a hotshot pilot. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, you were shot down anyway. So we are both grounded for the duration of the war. 
Well, you speak for yourself, Colonel. You have other plans? I haven't seen Berlin yet, from the ground or from the air, and I plan on doing both before the war is over. Are all American officers so ill-mannered? Mm, about 99%. Then perhaps while you are with us, you will have a chance to learn some. Ten days isolation health. Captain health. Twenty days. Right. Oh, uh, you'll still be here when I get out. Cooler. Sir? Hey, help! Hi, I'm Barry McGuire, host of Car Crazy Television, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google, TanTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com, where you can check out probably one of the world's greatest websites, which we're in the process of upgrading and making better for you, my listeners and viewers. And if you missed any of our past shows, be sure and check out our website for the Nostalgic Radio and Cars section, where you can listen to all our past 254 shows over the last great five years. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Gulfstream Motorsports on the friendly Facebook page. Anyway, how you doing tonight, Bobby? Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. <laughs> now I'm done. Now you're done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to welcome my son, Bobby, to the show again this evening because he has been our producer for the summer, and he's doing an excellent job. And uh, well-trained by Mr. Cedric, I might add. And uh, we're gonna have some fun for you guys tonight. We're gonna have a little bit of dialogue. We're gonna play some. We're gonna play some great music, and we got a fantastic guest for you, ladies and gentlemen, and sports fans and racers this evening. Okay. Anyway, you know, a couple upcoming events I want to talk about. I'm not there, but this weekend, starting tomorrow, the 17th, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, is one of my favorite shows. The Mid America Shelby Ford Meet with a lot of our good friends that are over there. But fortunately, I am going to trek to French Lick, Indiana next week for a few days. I'm going to enjoy a few exquisite days with my old buddies from Hollywood Wheels, Mike Flynn and company, at the Porsche Parade. In fact, a great announcement. Hollywood Wheels is now the official auction house for Porsche Club of America and the Works Reunion... In Monterey, next month. No, not next month, August. Okay, so we're going to have a lot of fun. In fact, what we may be doing next week, since I'll be out of town for just a couple days, not all week, we will be broadcasting live 
from French Lick, Indiana. And Bobby will be here producing and hosting the show with me, along with uh, Mike Flynn. Uh, we're going to have probably the president of PCO, Mr. Vu. We're going to see if we can find some celebrities, some Porsche race car drivers. You never know. It's uh, it's kind of like uh, a big grab bag, grab bag, if I said that right, grab bag of who's who that will be wandering around at the Porsche Parade. And it's really kind of cool. If you go to the website, Porsche Club of America, you can kind of an itinerary. The big parade starts out, I think, Monday or Tuesday. Then they've got some rallies. They've got autocrosses, the banquets, the dinners, the car shows, a potential swap meet for the parts junkie like me. So it should be a lot of fun. And a lot of vintage Porsches, a lot of contemporary Porsches, a lot of 356s, a lot of 911s. So, yeah, <laughs> and they're all big bucks these days. So at any rate... Uh, that's what's going on next week. Okay. Also next week, if you happen to make it to Indiana, is uh, Bloomington Gold. That's for all you Corvette guys. Monterey will be in a few months, and then so will the Woodward Dream Cruise in Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Actually, you know the Detroit thing. If you uh, were tuning into our show a few weeks ago, we had a couple of guys on from General Motors, and they were talking about the 2016 Camaro. And uh, you talk about Woodward. Woodward, even though the big day is like Saturday, the third week in. Uh, in August, but the whole Woodward experience is almost like the whole summer long. You know, those poor guys are snowed in all year round, right? So when the snow melts and summer's around, like June, July, August, September, those guys go gangbusters up there. And of course, you know, it's Detroit. It's Motor City. You know, the Detroit iron, the coolest cars, good old American stuff is just all over the place. And occasionally you see some foreign stuff there. You know, on the other hand, by comparison, the same time frame in Monterey, You've got pretty much all the coolest of the cool European cars will be rolling around the Monterey Peninsula. And there'll be some muscle cars there. There'll be a lot of Corvettes. And there'll be, you know, your Bosses and your Shelbys and your Z28s and your Chevelles and GTOs and Trans Ams and stuff like that. So if you visit my website, I've got a section on there which is called uh, The Junkyard. But I also have a section on there called... Help me out here, Bobby. What's the word we have? What's the? Co- I didn't even pull it up on the computer. What's There's this? the junkyard, the showroom, projects the, gone bad, yeah, which yeah. is <laughs> coming to a YouTube near you. It's coming to a YouTube near you. Oh yeah, we did our little video here not too long ago. Actually, we've done a number of them, but Bobby's working on our little logo, uh, doing a little fine tuning, and then we're going to have some stuff. Well, which will also be featured on our website. It'll be our like our little YouTube section there. Where we're actually going to do little DIYs. You know, do it yourself. That's right, DIY. Okay, and just simple things. I'm just going to show you, I'm just going to give you guys some junkyard tips, you know, stuff that, you know, if you're running around, scrounging around, you don't have a big budget, just, hey, you know, what a little bit of sandpaper, some steel wool, and a spray bomb can do for you. It's amazing how you can just dress up some, you know, exterior components or interior components for your car. And uh, and you give a car theme, you know, we talk about that all the time here, you know, I mean, not everybody has a huge budget to build a car. So what you do is you say, hmm, all right, what would I do? today that uh, I probably would have done 30, 40 years ago, or what my dad to have done, or what one of my granddaddy had done, you know, when he had limited funds, and he's trying to put something cool together. Well, you know, we, everybody's familiar with the term hot rod, so we would have hot rodded. Hot rodded is basically, you know, you go to the boneyard, the junkyard, whatever you want to call it, and you scrounge them parts and you make them work. And we're all about being thrifty here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I kind of uh, pride myself on that, because I don't have a big budget. So I like to just take things and keep them kind of old school and just kind of, you know, the way it was back in the day. But at any rate, so that's what the YouTube video is going to be about. And also, you can join me on some of my excursions when I go out there and I find some really cool, interesting barn finds or something that's been, you know, stashed in the bushes for uh, a number of years. Because that is, for me, like the holy grail of, you know, it's like, pri- it's like, it's like trick or treat. It's like, it's like Christmas. It's like, you know, you uncover a prize. You know, it's just great. 
And uh, so I love doing that kind of stuff. And I don't care if it's a small part or if it's a rare car or a motorcycle or bicycle or whatever, you know. So uh, so stick around. Check out our uh, our, our website, and uh, we'll give you some updates when we're going to do some of that stuff. It should be a lot of fun. And uh, But anyway, in our showroom area, we will be featuring some cars that we will be brokering for some other people. And it could be anything from a Mini Cooper to a Ferrari to a Boss 429. <laughs> To a Porsche, and yeah, it could be expensive, but it might not be. It might be, you know, just uh, cheap and chump change, kind of like, but anyway, it might be a boat. It could be all kinds of stuff. Matter of fact, a boat, we got a 16-foot, 19, yeah, 1972, 16-foot Taylor SS speedboat for sale. It's also on our website. There's something you don't see. It's just cheap. It's nothing expensive. But, you know, some of these old vintage boats are kind of collectible nowadays, you know, three, $4,000. I mean, if you're going to buy a boat, like a guy told me a long time ago, and I'll never forget this, and I've probably mentioned this story before on the, on the radio show. It's just as easy to make money as it is to lose money. So if you're going to buy something, try to buy something that's got some value to it. Don't just buy some everyday nothing. Look for something that has some potential collectible value. So talking about the boat, this is a Taylor SS. In fact, this boat was built in uh, Oklahoma City, I think, or somewhere between Oklahoma and Tulsa. And, you know, they have a lot of lakes out there. So it's basically a little freshwater boat. And if you're familiar with Checkmates, Checkmates were popular back in the day. Glastrons, if you were a big fan of James Bond movies, they always had a Glastron in there. So these aren't high-dollar boats like cigarettes and formulas and patches and stuff like that. These are just economical little, fun little boats. You throw a little, you know, 7,500 horsepower outboard on it, and you throw four people in there, and you go out in the afternoon, and you have a lot of fun. But anyway, speaking of fun, it is a summertime and it is boating season. Now, Bobby, what do we have queued up on the... Um... I say that big talk's worth doodly <laughs> That is from the Clint Eastwood movie, Outlaw Josie Wales. I always like that. That's a good one, Bobby. Keep them coming. I like it. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> yeah, I know that guy. Anyway, what do you got for us on the turn-em-up table? Since it's... Uh... High time we play something from this gentleman to... Uh, yeah, from, from Joe Cocker here? From Joe is that, Cocker. Is that what we're going to be playing here? Because that's, that's what's on the turntable. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, this is kind of an old nostalgic song. This came back out in the early 70s, and it's called The High Time We Went by Joe Cocker. Yeah, normally he did covers, but I think this is one of his original songs. So, uh, hey, you're tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Enjoy some Joe Cocker. High Time We Went.
listeners. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hi, everybody. This is Bob Barsha with Fox Sports. Normally, I'm at the racetrack with the Barrett-Jackson auctions for television. But if I'm not, I'm going to be listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I hope you will, too. Thanks, Bob. Hey, yeah, we're back to, uh, you are back to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And um, one of the things I was going to talk about here was the um, some of the upcoming stuff that's going on and uh, some of these cars. But we... Um, Got, uh, you know what? My mind just went blank. Is that possible? What are you people? On dope? Bobby, help me out here a second. <laughs> um, we were talking about some of the shows that are that are, that are um, on, but I was talking about the... Uh... That's all, folks. No, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe my mind just went actually just kind of like... Da-da-da-da. So I'm going to just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was it. But uh, we were talking about, oh, yeah, what was it? Um, man, can't believe this. Robert is doing an unbelievable job. <laughs> uh, this does happen every once in a while. You know, that's what happens when you get older. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, watch up, Doc. So uh, we're going to be. <laughs> those two dicky dopes. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about cars and events, and I was talking about... Bobby, help me out here. I can't believe my mind just went blank. I'm melting! Melting! Oh, what a world! What a world! Oh, look out! Look out! I'm going! <laughs> we're gonna have to edit this but at any rate uh why don't you go ahead and call our guest we'll go ahead and get him on in the meantime while i'm thinking while i'm uh you know my mind just went blank here which very rarely ever happens that i'm lost for words but does, it does it, it it can happen i'm trying to think but nothing happens and that's the truth <laughs> Next week, we're looking forward to, like I said, you know, the Porsche Club thing that we're doing up there in Orla- in, uh, in French Lake, Indiana. 
But the, uh, the, the thing I was going to tell you about is Monterey, you know, what we're, and with Hollywood Wheels, what we're doing is we're leading up to this big event that we're going to be doing at uh, Amelia Island. So now that Mike's got, with Hollywood Wheels, has got the big um, deal wrapped up here with Porsche Club of America, this is huge now, you know, because we are the auction house for um, Porsche Club of America. And if you guys have been kind of following the car market, it's kind of hard to say, you know, what kind of cars we're going to be buying and selling. You know, I mean, you got the American car guys, you got the foreign car guys, you know, but the Porsche market right now in terms of foreign cars is really, really huge. It's taking up taking off now last week on on the show we had wayne carini and wayne carini and i were talking a little bit about cars classic cars and stuff like that and the question came up is is where's the market at right now well the market's kind of leveled off on some cars but the thing is is that the very very pricey cars have kind of leveled off but some of the more small the lower end cars are kind of you know they're people looking for cars to invest in okay i'm not a big fan of the, the the term investment cars but a lot of people like to look at that. A lot of people like, like I was telling you earlier about this, the the gentleman that told me well, many, many, many years ago when I bought my first Shelby. He says it's just easy, just as easy to make money as it is to lose money. So if you're going to buy something, buy something that's got some value to it. So Porsches right now are relatively strong. So the early long hood 911s, you know, pre-73 cars are very, very pricey, okay? They're pushing 100000 and plus. The short hood cars, like the what they affectionately referred to by Porsche aficionados, the G50 cars. Those cars you can still buy in the 20s, 30s, and that seems like a lot of money. But for an affordable day-to-day sports car, that's probably not a bad deal. Because the one thing about a 911, and I'm giving Porsche a big pitch here, is a 911 from 78 to 89 is probably the most affordable, dependable, reliable, drivable car that you can possibly buy. It's the best modern-day classic, to quote a friend of mine, okay? And that's a lot of fun. And, you know, and, and I will say this about the Porsche Club. The Porsche Club is probably the most, in terms of worldwide car clubs, the most well-oiled, well-organized club on the planet. Bob, we've got a guest on the line? All right, let's go ahead and play the clip, then we'll play a song, and then we're going to introduce our special guest for the evening. Okay, so what we got, clip, and then this, uh, or song, clip, however which way you go. Man, I'm losing it tonight. Anyway, hey, this is reality. You know what? It's real TV. It's like a reality show, except it's reality radio. So anyway, hey, you're tuned into Nostalgic Getting Cars. We will be right back. I'm driving my blue car, baby. Down from the mountain so high. I'm driving my blue car, baby. Down from the mountain so high I'm driving my blue car, baby Coming down, gonna say goodbye The sunrise is a miracle But I can't hold a candle to you uh-huh, The sunrise is a miracle but I can't hold a candle to you Do you remember them rides in my blue car Back when it was brand new I'm an advertising man, not a red herring I've got a job, a secretary, a mother, two ex-wives, and several bartenders dependent upon me. And I don't intend to disappoint them all by getting myself slightly killed. Cary Grant becomes a secret agent against his will. 
propelled at gunpoint onto the highest level of international intrigue and framed for murder. Cary Grant, running for his life, searching for a man who doesn't exist and a secret nobody knows and finding a blonde who has all the answers. Hello there. Tell me, why are you so good to me? Shall I climb up and tell you why? At breakneck speed, they race together toward the excitement that lies dead ahead, north by northwest. How do I know you aren't a murderer? You don't. Cary Grant, Eva Marie Saint, and James Mason as the man of sinister surprises. Apparently, the only performance that will satisfy you is when I play dead. In your very next role, you'll be quite convincing, I assure you. The perfect setup for suspense. With the perfect woman and the perfect crime, as Alfred Hitchcock takes you north by northwest. Okay, we're back, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. Hey, guys, if you're like me, you love watching all those car reality shows on TV. I mean, they're not just reality shows. Those are shows that you guys and I actually experience. Well, tonight, I have a very special guest on the show tonight. I have the gentleman responsible for many of the production of a lot of those shows. I have the gentleman that is the general manager of Velocity Channel. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Bob Scanlon. Bob, are you there? I am here. Thanks, Bobby. How you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm sitting up here in uh, outside of D.C. with a fairly sunny evening and a breeze, so life is good. Life is good. Well, Bob, welcome to the show, and give us a little background. Tell us a little bit about who you are, and then uh, we'll work our way into cars and uh, velocity. Well, um, the Reader's Digest version on my uh, on my career, which is really luck and not by design, but I, I, I've been involved in a bunch of network startups and launches throughout my career after getting out of college, and um, you know started at uh, at HBO when it was a brand new network in the uh, in the mid seventies, and then went over to ABC News and Sports and worked in, in sports and motorsports in particular, and that's when I got my first taste of auto racing. And then in 79, joined ESPN as one of the first 50 employees hired, uh, left there in 95, and joined some other ex-ESPN folks to launch Speed Vision, which has now morphed into Fox Sports 1. Uh, did a short stint launching the NFL Network, and then uh, got hired by Discovery to rebrand a channel that they had called HD Theater, which we, after some research, figured should be Velocity, and that's where we are today. Interesting, interesting. Where did the name Velocity come from? Well, you know, it's funny. There, there is when I joined Discovery, there is a, a or is and was. Uh, a brand initiative worldwide for car stuff that was um, called Turbo. And my objection to Turbo was that the connotation was kind of old technology. You know, it was, I mean, turbocharging goes way back, but, you know, the height of the Turbo era, at least in motorsport, was in the 80s in Formula One. 
and then kind of fell off to other technologies. So I just thought, you know, if you're going to talk about stuff that moves, um, you, 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 the, the name velocity or the word velocity really means, you know, something at any speed. It doesn't necessarily mean high speed. You know, anything that moves has a certain velocity. So stuff that moves, um, you know, was just, and then the the uh, the logo, you know, the V has so many iconic images in inside of the auto industry and racing and stuff. So the V8 and Crown Victorias and the V on Cadillac hoods in the old days. So that's where we came down with the name Velocity. No, it's an excellent choice, and you reference it perfectly because when you talk about the V, obviously the V and Velocity, the first thing I think of is V8, or like you said, you know, the hood emblems on a, on a vintage 50s Cadillac. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a V8, there's a V-twin in the motorcycle world. Yes. You know, there's the, the iconic V for victory that Winston Churchill used to flash. I mean, it's really an iconic letter in an iconic form, so... It really did work for us across a bunch of initiatives in terms of programming. Excellent. Now let's back up a little bit. You mentioned that it was when yeah. you were working for ESPN and you started covering motorsports. That's when you first kind of really developed your passion, so to speak, for cars. Or were you a car guy when you were in high school? Well, you know what? I was a car guy. My dad was a mechanical engineer. He worked for a company at the time that was Swift's, um, Swift's Premium Meat. And he was a mechanical engineer for Swift, and he was very, you know, mechanically inclined, as you'd expect. And so at a young age, I remember I was probably maybe seven or eight years old, and we had a 58 Ford, green Ford um, station wagon that had a tappet noise in it, which I didn't know at the time, but it was just making noise. And I remember my dad taking me down to this repair garage and going in and watching a mechanic take the valve cover off and figuring out which lifter was making the noise and stuff. And I remember, I I don't know why, but I remember my dad looking at me saying, now there's a really good mechanic. And I just, you know, I, I think young kids kind of intrinsically have a curiosity about how stuff works, but also kind of a fear of big, loud things. But I remember when I watched that guy kind of dissect this engine, although, you know, conservatively, that I just got this affinity for cars and engines and things like that. And from then on, anytime my dad was doing anything mechanical, I'd always want to, you know, be with him and help him do that and stuff. So that's really where it started was back when I was, Probably seven or eight years old. Okay. What was your first car? First car was a 65 Chevy Impala SS. Oh, nice. um, Yeah. And it was a a small block. It was a 283, but it was a four-speed. Excellent. And uh, I grew up in in North Tarrytown, New York. I grew up in uh, Canticle Hills, New York. And in North Tarrytown... There was a, a Chevrolet Fisher body plant where they would knock out um, pickup trucks. And at the time, they were making Impalas and Chevy Biscanes and Chevy Bel Airs, which are all a knockoff of that, you know, that Impala body. And and um, I bought it 
in high school for $900 from a guy who worked at the post office. And it was a really, it was one of those sleepers, a very conservative car. It was that kind of uh, lime green with black interior, bucket seats, console, four-speed, 283. So, you know, it didn't have stupid horsepower for a 17-year-old kid. But that was uh, that was the first one. Excellent. I wish well, I had it now. I really wish I had it now. Well, no, that was, a, that was a, like you said, for a 16-year-old kid, nicely optioned. Small V8, four-speed, great car, good looks. Really great car and good looks, you're right. Well, then what was your second car? Well, that car was destroyed by an intoxicated driver when I was in upstate New York at college, up at Ithaca, New York. And so insurance paid off that car, and uh, the second one was a 68 uh, Firebird. With the uh, 320, I think it was a 326 HO engine in it, yep. little exhaust. That was a four-speed, too. Excellent. That thing had a chronic, it had a chronic drain on the electrical system that I could never find and isolate. So in the wintertime in Ithaca, New York, which you can appreciate, I'd always have to park it on a downhill at night because in the wintertime it would never start. So I'd have to roll it down the hill and jumpstart it. Yeah, leave it in gear. Let it, uh, yeah, right. I got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Excellent. Well, let me ask you this. Now, um, this past year, I had the good fortune of meeting you at um, Amelia Island, and you were one of the right. judges. So how'd that all come about? Uh, it came about, you know, the folks that run Amelia are just such a great group of people, and they're so dedicated, and they really are buttoned up. But they had asked... Uh, Ray Ebernham, who's become a close friend of mine, and he's a host and producer of a series on Velocity called Americana. And they had asked Ray to be a judge, and then they asked uh, Wayne Carini, who does a show for us called Chasing Classic Cars, to be a judge. And both of those guys, on their own, said, you know, you may want to ask the guy that runs Velocity to be a judge, because he knows a lot about cars, and he'd be really good at this. So once they, uh, they invited me, they looked down the list of people that were there who had some association with Velocity and asked us to sit on a panel, which is where I think I met you. We had a panel for about an hour um, doing Q&A and, and things like that that was uh, moderated by Tommy Kendall, who did a great job. It was really a good panel. And um, I think that's where we met. We met. Actually, we met in the media room the first time. Oh, okay. That's it. But. Okay. But neither here nor there. It was a great opportunity, and I enjoyed meeting you because we were sitting there with uh, Peter Clute. And both, by the way, Peter Clute's been on my show, a number, uh, well, once. And Wayne Carini comes on every year. In fact, he was on last week. Oh, good. And, yeah, uh, he's a terrific guy and very, very knowledgeable guy. Super guy. You know what the thing I would like about Wayne is out of all the guys, of all the shows, of all the people that have celebrity status, Wayne will stop, talk to you, take pictures. I mean, he is just so friendly, so w- welcoming. I mean, he's a super guy. And he's an excellent yeah. representative for Velocity with his show and everything. So, thank you. Thank you. I, you know, a lot of our guys are. I mean, Wayne is, Ray is, Peter Clute is. And we we have a, a kind of a inside filter, if you will, in terms of when we get, you know, get to looking for new talent and experts on the air. The The question we always ask ourselves is, would I have a beer with that guy? Or that girl, you know, and and that's one of the things we pride ourselves in at Velocity and how we connect with the audience is every one of the people that is a a respected expert host 
on one of our shows is a guy that the audience feels like they really know. They really would sit down and have a beer with that guy or that girl. And Wayne, you know, Wayne and Peter certainly meet that standard. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. It's funny you can mention that because, like, uh, let's see, Bob Varsho is a regular that comes on our show. Dave Kindick, who's one of you, who does the, the the Bitch and Rides, he's been on our show. Yep. Uh, Jesse yep. Combs from uh, All Girls Garage, I think that's on Velocity yep. too, right? So yeah, Barry yep. McGuire has been on my show. You know, so I've pretty yep. much everybody that has a show on Velocity has been on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool, and you know, I'm I am really proud of all of them because. Again, they're respected experts in their field, mm-hmm. and and they resonate with our audience. So there's no, we don't have to sell these guys and girls to the audience. We don't have to convince the audience that they are what they say they are. It's really self-evident to a Velocity viewer. And so, you know, it, it goes a long way, and they're really brand ambassadors for us. Yeah, exactly. Well, now take us through the process a little bit it's for our listeners. When you... Let's say hire somebody like that. When you when you come up with the concept for a show, take us through the process, let's say, you know, from start to finish. You know, from, let's say, the table napkin. When you're sitting there at the bar and you're drinking a beer with this guy, how he gets on TV? Well, you know, it's it, it's funny. When, when Velocity first started, when we first started this network, you know, four-plus years ago, we were targeting what we thought we would need to hit was upscale men, who didn't have, when they came home, did not have a default channel on their uh, cable box that they would flip to. And so we thought, you know, there's things there's things in programming categories that could work for these people like, uh, you know, gaming, poker, NFL, all kinds of things. And, and so we tried, we tried a lot of different programming, and we learned pretty quickly just by Nielsen ratings that what the viewers of Velocity really, really, really wanted was car programming. So having eliminated those other genres, we then focused in on, okay, where can we find the best experts? So to answer your question, you know, when we sit down, we get probably, you know, 50 to 100 show pitches every two weeks in the place and a lot of them are unfortunately you know they're modeled on what i refer to as fake reality tv Mm -hmm. so a bunch you know shows that you've seen on other networks that involve you know contrived conflict and people screaming at each other and throwing wrenches across the shop and then you know the pet dog or pet cat in the place and the beautiful wife girlfriend slash office manager and the village idiot that just screws up all the time. But what it's missing is, you know, a legitimate portrayal of process and a legitimate portrayal of skill, whether it's design skill or, you know, mechanical skill or craftsmanship skill and the ability to weld with a beautiful bead or to be able to form sheet metal into a custom part and things like that. So when we sit down, we want to know that whomever we're talking to has those legitimate chops, right? So if he or she is selling himself or herself as a potential host or a potential focus of the network, it can't just be somebody who's a big mouth. It's got to be somebody who has 
a legitimate business, a legitimate skill set, and the real ability to connect with our audience because our audience will learn something from watching that show. So, the, you know, that's that's the primary parameter for for getting our attention, if you will. No, that's excellent. And because just like you focused on it for a second, you know, nobody really wants to see the drama. We just want to see the actual stuff, the pro- the, the positive side of it, you know, the reality of it. Right. Be- because a lot of us, myself included, I'm a hobbyist. So when I watch your shows, I can relate to everything. And I'm an example of your, your viewer. I can relate to everything that your guys do, regardless of whether it's Car Fix, whether it's uh, All Girls Garage, whether it's Stacey David's show, who's been on my show a number of times. You know, they're, they're all right. great. They're all great. Yeah. And, you know, we've got um, June 24th of this month, um, Phantom Works comes back with a guy named Dan Short, who's out of uh, Virginia. Now, Dan is Dan is one of those guys. He's legit. He's a former Green Beret. He is buttoned up. He is by the book. There's no gray area with him. And uh, so, you know, Phantom Works has been a very popular show for us, one of the highest rated we've had, and one of the most watched for men on Velocity. And so he opens up with, you know, a 54 Oldsmobile Rocket, I think it is, this month. But Dan Short fits that bill. And, um, you know, he's, he's, again, he's coming back for his third season with us. And uh, I think part of the proof to our, you know, or the satisfaction I take in it and proof of our pudding, if you will, is that we have so many series that are back for third, fourth, and fifth seasons. And it's not like, you know, one and done. It's not where we throw stuff at the wall and think, okay, well, these guys just being fools actually make it or, you know, short people working on super trucks or some other kind of gimmick as opposed to just let's just show this audience what it takes to do it. Let's teach them something. Let's let them learn something and go from there. Absolutely. Well, now let me ask you this. Because you're a car guy, do you think that has a lot of positive influence in terms of the outcome of the nature of the shows that you have yourself because you're a car guy you can kind of watch the shows watch the the pilots as they say and then kind of determine okay this is real this is this this makes sense and and if i was a viewer i'd buy this yeah i i think it does because there there is a certain level of sophistication or knowledge that we assume that our audience has right which is which is far more in depth than you know, a viewer of a more general entertainment channel that might dabble in car space for one or two hours a week for part of the year. I mean, we are in the car space at Velocity 24-7, 365. So I think, I think my, my knowledge about cars and mechanics and how things work really does help in terms of deciding what direction we want to go and where we want to do things because, you know, there's, I think there's a baseline level of experience and knowledge that our viewers have, some way more sophisticated than others, and there's no question about that. But it's not, it's not all about, you know, kind of paint and wheels and shine. It's about what's under the hood, what's in the drivetrain, what's the transmission, what's the seating position, what does the suspension look like, what's the geometry look like, and those kinds of things, as opposed to just a showpiece. 
The uh, show Overhauling, okay, which is very, very popular, and I know Chip. I have yet to get him on the show. We're still working on it. But uh, he does an excellent job, and that's probably, what, one of your longest-running shows on Velocity? Well, it's it's actually it's one of the longest-running in the Discovery family of networks. Because, okay. Because, you know, it started, I think it started on the Learning Channel and then morphed over to Discovery, and then took a hiatus, and then we brought it back um, prior to launching Velocity. The channel space was called HD Theater, and we brought it back there, and then it moved over to Velocity. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a long running show. In fact, I was just with uh, Chris Jacobs, who's the co-host of uh, Overall and Today. Um, now, the other one that's a big deal for you guys is Bear Jackson, and you've actually taken that to the next level, correct? I mean, you've got it so that now it's almost uh, during the whole week, it's almost, uh, it, it runs during the whole duration of the actual auction, correct? Like five, six days in a yeah. row? Yeah, we, we've really, we, we've embraced Barrett Jackson as, you know, one of the crown jewels for the network and the programming space. And certainly, you know, the Barrett Jackson Scottsdale auction in January is, it's you know it's their Super Bowl or their Daytona 500, and so what we've done is is embrace that and and Velocity as the production and distribution partner for uh, for Barrett Jackson has stepped up and we now produce um, a certain number of hours on Discovery Channel, which has you know even more distribution than Velocity at. Uh, Scottsdale, this past January, we originated live coverage for Discovery Channel, live coverage for Velocity, and then we brought in and did a complete parallel origination in Spanish for Discovery Espanol in the U.S. and Discovery Latin America down at the Central and South America for Discovery Networks that are down there. And it also goes on a delayed basis to Discovery International in Europe and Asia. So it's a big undertaking, and it's been a really good partnership because we've we've been able to grow the distribution exponentially for them around the world through the auspices of Discovery International. And we've been able to devote, you know, kind of a single home on Velocity for most of the live hours where, you know, their previous partners were bouncing it around over three or four or five different networks, and nobody could keep track of where it was going. Well, let me ask you this now. Okay, so you're the general manager for Velocity. Do you have any influence with Discovery, or how does that work? Do they, do you, obviously, if I understand this correctly, you kind of work in conjunction with them, or are you just primarily solely with Velocity? No, well, I mean, all of the you know, Discovery Communications in the U.S. has 13 different networks. Okay. From, you know, Discovery Channel, Animal Planet, TLC, Investigation Discovery, and there's a myriad of others, you know, Science Channel, and uh, I don't know if I could run them all off the top of my head. But the point is that Discovery Channel, which is, you know, the most broadly distributed network in, in uh, the portfolio, almost 100 million homes, um, Discovery Channel has a very successful Monday night, Motor Mondays programming franchise with uh, Fast and Loud and Outlaws, Street Outlaws, and, and other programming in that space. And so what I've been able to do is leverage the success of those car shows for them and say, look, 
here's this really high-profile, you know, high-interest series called Barrett Jackson. So why don't we try doing live on a Saturday afternoon for a couple of hours with the best cars from Barrett Jackson on Discovery Channel? And so far, it's been very successful. It's really worked for them. It's delivered better ratings numbers in those time slots and what other programming has done for them. So I, you know, so I do have some input into that. I also have some input into uh, Eurosport, which runs a, a pan-European and Asian uh, sports channel that's essentially the ESPN of Europe and Asia. And I've been able to bring some automotive programming to them to distribute worldwide um, on those outlets too. So, I mean, there's a lot of cooperation inside the company and. You know, the car space, if done well, the car space travels really, really well because, you know, the experience is that a beautiful car, an exotically beautiful car, is a beautiful car in every culture. And that transcends everything else because, you know, physical beauty of a man or a woman is not necessarily universal. It's not. But, you know, a, a Ferrari Daytona is pretty much beautiful worldwide. Or a Ford, a legitimate Ford GT40, pretty much beautiful artwork worldwide. Bob, I got, you know, you just mentioned two of my favorite cars. So being a Ford guy, okay. and I love the Ferrari Daytona, there's no question about that. But one of the things I want to personally do is I want to, and I'm sure all my listeners will agree with me, I want to personally thank you for really bringing Velocity back. Because for us car guys, and I know you were with ESPN and you did some NFL stuff, but you sound like a really passionate, true car guy. And you have really given us a venue. Like when we come home at night, you know, we watch those TV shows. I look forward to it. I don't, I don't get to watch them as often as I would like to and during the regular time slots. But the nice thing about it is the rerun. So if I come home late after you know, a hard day at work and I'm in the evening, I'm sitting there chowing down in front of my uh, TV or something like that, I'll sit there and I'll watch those shows. And I think it's great because I look forward to them and I can relate to them. And I think you know, in discussions when I go to car shows and I talk to other people and they ask me about my radio show and who my guests have been, I, and they ask, hey, is this guy real? Yeah, this guy's real. He's really a car guy. Yes, he can really do that. He's got hands-on experience. People can relate to that. you know, And, and that's... You've done an excellent job. Thank you a lot. I'm sure my listeners agree with it. And uh, you know what? Why don't you go ahead, since we've got a minute or two left, why don't you go ahead and pitch um, the Velocity website, the social media, so people can find out a little bit more about some of the other cool shows that you got in the in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Velocity.com is our website. And um, we've got, we have another Barrett-Jackson auction coming up in Reno in the first week of August. Um, you know, the first two set ratings records for us. But the first week, in August, uh, we will be back in Reno with Barrett Jackson. And then we have another, you know, hands-on kind of feel-good show called Garage Squad, which is coming back in August as well. Uh, Wheeler Dealers, uh, two guys from Wheeler Dealers, Mike and Ed, um, uh, Mike Brewer and Ed China, are actually coming back to the United States, and they're going to be originating from here um, for the next two years, actually. So there's a season launching this year and then we're going to shoot another entire season so mike and ed will be around here too so again you know i i i really really and all of us we're a very small group but we really do appreciate the fan loyalty and viewership and you know if you can't catch us live you can put us on your dvr 
because that now gets measured as well, speaking somewhat selfishly from a Nielsen standpoint. But if you watch us on, on your DVR within three days or within seven days of the original telecast, that still gets measured, so that really does help us at Velocity. So we're here for the viewers, and we hope the viewers are here for us. And, you know, radio shows like yours, Bobby, are, are really, really, really great for this entire hobby and sport and networks like Velocity. So thanks for what you do as well. Okay. Well, we're just about out of time. I want to thank my special guest, Bob Scanlon, General Manager of Velocity. Tune in to all the shows. Don't forget to tune in our show every Tuesday night, 7 p.m., for the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports. Don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com, Nostalgic Radio and Cars on Podcast. Hey, in the meantime, all my listeners, I want to see you some of the car shows. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your families. telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.